When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yes, 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 and welcome back to the Fresh Arsenal podcast with me, PB, and once again, I'm joined by Pet. Hello, Pet. How are you doing, mate? I'm very good. I'm rushing around, uh, getting ready for my holiday tomorrow. Where are you going? Portugal. Portugal. Oh, whereabouts? Oh, the classic Albafira. Yeah, classic. Is that or the Algarve, right? Or are they the yeah. same thing? Uh, Algarve's same. like, yeah, Albafira is within the Algarve, yeah, I believe. Yeah, you, like Algarve's you. like a state. Mm. Um, but yeah, be I nice. was in I was in Lisbon earlier in the year. It was nice, lovely. I am. I have to say though, for the first time, I don't have children myself yet. Um, but I'm going with my brother and his two kids. So. Whilst Ooh. they're not officially my responsibility, it is going to be an interesting um, dynamic, perhaps. Something new, anyway. But um, yeah, definitely looking forward to that. But thought we would, uh, we need to continue with the professional schedule of every Monday, although next week we may be slightly later in the week. Um, before we get going, a couple of little bits of admin for me to sort out. We have launched a, uh, a fantasy football league on the official Premier League FPL site. Free entry, totally free to join. Um, the winner is going to get a £50 Arsenal store voucher and there will be a runner-up prize as well, which is um, going to be an Arsenal-themed um, prize as well, which is really, really cool. Donated from a sponsor, which we will shout out at the time. Um, but head to our socials to see the code to join that league. It is, if, you're, if you've got pen and paper to hand, it is F2U4X1. Simple as that. Make sure you're entered. Chance to win free prizes, totally free. Who wouldn't do it? Well, Pat hasn't done it yet, which is uh, questionable. I haven't. I haven't. Um, I won't lie. My enthusiasm for FPL has waned over the last two or three seasons, but I'm going to try to be quite, quite consistent with it. I'm the same, but this year I've put together, I'm not going to reveal any secrets (laughs) because I am in our own league uh, and capable of winning the prize myself. So uh, JB is annoyingly good, isn't he? Cause it's, he it's, is. it's annoying. He spends far he's, too much time. Yeah. It's annoying. Cause he doesn't really know that much about football either. No, he's an <laughs> FPL. He's just one of those people that follow the data, but yeah, doesn't watch football. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know. I've put together a team this year and I thought, oh, that's pretty serious. I'm quite confident about this. And um, you'll see when you get your team together, Arsenal, I feel have been, undervalued especially with our first sort of five game fixtures honestly mate i speak to loads of like non-arsenal fans right and they just still think arsenal were a bunch of like spineless crap bottlers who will just go again and do the same this season like Mm. i genuinely think the entire market is under by market i mean like your general punter and i i hope this extends to most like footballing opposition as well Mm. that they're underrating Arsenal massively that's fine by me and I mean they could be proven right on the first day of the season on Friday 
Um, but I think even if we don't win that game, we're still in in decent shape. So uh, I'm sure everyone will be laughing very hard like they did against Brentford if we fail to win. But looking a lot more optimistic this time around. Um, so let's hope that's not the case this time. Mm. But we'll get to the game in a minute. One more piece of admin. We were featured on the BBC Arsenal page a few times last year and delighted that um, on behalf of the podcast, I will be uh, sort of doing weekly contributions, which will appear on the Arsenal page every Tuesday. And I'm told, Pat, we are the only Arsenal uh, account to make it this year. So wow. very honoured. Who um, else was competing? Like one of JB's burners or something like that? I don't want to, I don't <laughs> want to name any people, but if you oh, look shit. back at last year's content, there was quite a few bidding for it. But, oh, um, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Apparently people pause on scroll and read the content more than anyone else. So wow. Maybe because they're just so stunned with how poor of an opinion I've put across. <laughs> but good nonetheless. The podcast shock, is growing. Shock and all, right? Mm. And, uh, they noted as well in their email about the YouTube account that they've noticed has, has uh, gone up. So if you've not checked that out, head over to YouTube and see the videos we've done. This is audio only though. So you're not missing anything else on this episode. Don't worry. Uh, there's reasons which can't be disclosed as to why uh, it's audio only this time. <laughs> anyway, let's get into the, let's get into the meat of it. I mean, we're still in the transfer window, Pat and, I don't know, it's hotted up a bit this week, hasn't it? It sort of feels a bit like last week of the window. And I guess mm. with the season starting at the weekend, there is a, a bit of a mini last week of the window feel um, because ideally people want them in for the first game. And I guess the first one to kick that off is Bernd Leno. I always thought that one should happen before the season with yeah. Fulham, you know, wanting their new keeper in for that first game. There's been a lot of talk online about the sort of fee in the situation. I think we we both feel quite similarly about this, but but what do you think about the the eight million that it seems we've sold him for? I think it's a decent chunk of cash. I don't think I think it's eight mil straight as well, right? Um so that's fairly good. I don't think we were ever gonna get the the thirteen, the fifteen, the seventeen that loads of people were talking about. And I think if you consider that Bernd Leno's on about 100, 120k a week, which is a lot, right, for a goalkeeper. And it's especially a lot for a foreign keeper in the sense that, like, I, I think I was saying this last summer, if you try to sell Leno to a German Bundesliga team, like if you'd sold him to Dortmund, he'd be on triple the wage of their starting keeper at the time, which I think was Cobble, um, which is crazy, right? So I think it's the wage as much as anything. And also a year left on his deal, like there's just not much we can do, is there? No, I think I, um, I tweeted out, I think he's eighth highest paid keeper in, in Europe right now as well, which has obviously been a, a stumbling block in us trying to sell players over the last couple of years. So on in that regard, we're lucky that a Premier League club wanted him because otherwise I think we'd be looking at a similar fee, but having to subsidise wages probably quite heavily if he was... Yeah, uh, and let's say we had to subsidise them by 50%, right? Mm. You're looking at basically chopping off 3 million off that fee, mm. um, which isn't ideal. But even it, like even if it was on paper, like more money, it might be less because we're subsidising some of it. I also think there's something to be said about like... I really like Bernd Leno. I think he's a 
good professional and he's a great stop, shot stopper, right? I don't think there's anything, uh, anyone denying that. I think a couple of things. He's clearly not been as good for Arsenal specifically since the Brighton injury. I think that's pretty clear. Um, and I think that goalkeepers are quite streaky. And if, you, if you're out the side and then in and then out for a while... I think it can, it's it's very much a confidence thing. Like, do you remember, you know, who was the blonde guy that went to, to Liverpool who had the shocker in the final and then... like Carius. Carius. We've seen Kepa. Like, these guys at one point were, were decent keepers. Sometimes, mentally, like, they get, they get broken and they're never back. And I'm not saying that's what's happened to Leno at all. I really do think that he'll go to Fulham, he'll have a pretty good season next season. But I really don't think that... I, I think we were kind of over-indexing a little bit just how good he was at the time right now when we're selling him. Second mm. of all, you know, if we think about the second-choice keepers in the Premier League at the moment or the top sides, none of them are, like, amazing, right? I think United probably have the best one in Dean Henderson. Um, maybe... Haven't they, hasn't he gone? He's got, has he gone? Who have gone they, to Forest on loan, I who, think. Who have, who have they brought in? Oh no, they didn't. They didn't bring in Strakosha. Brentford did. Mm. Um, that was a pretty decent signing by them. Yeah, Brentford like, probably have the best backup. Yeah, I was, yeah, Brentford probably have the best backup goalkeeper in the league. But like, um, Spurs still have Gallini, right? They paid twenty million euros for him. He's not. He's not played much. Um, I guess he's seen. They him, got Forster now, haven't they? They got Forster as well. Yeah. yeah. So, um, it, I just don't think it's a position that is mm. often like you just can't have a really good second choice keeper. And a lot of people were saying stuff like, I'll oh, just keep Leno for a season rather than buying Matt Turner. I think that's all well and good, but there is sort of like, you know, when you have like a company, you have like a good, a good, like someone who's really good at their job, but they're just not motivated to do it. And I'm yeah. sure Leno would be good in the role uh, it, of secondary choice keeper. But I do think that like, sometimes you do, He's done it long him. enough, hasn't he? Yeah. I think he, he he put up with it last season. He didn't moan about it. He's yeah. a professional. I wish him all the best. I think he'll do really well in that team. But, you know, I think it's the natural time to move on. And, you know, keep let him go for free. I'm not, I'm not sure I agree with, with anyone saying that next year because it's like a 10 million swing, isn't it? Yeah. We, we need to stop letting well, more than that, right? everyone it's go. Like a 13 million swing. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, Turner will be on some wages and we paid a few million but um yeah I wish him all the best I think he'll do well I think when he's he's active and he's got a lot to do he's an extremely good keeper I think he was player or close to player of the season that that Emery season yeah um, <laughs> because he was facing about 26 shots a game yeah he's a great shot stopper and you know completely being professional for us so uh wish him all the best another player very close to the exit door then pet is uh Balogun and mm. It looks like he's going to French side Reims. Reims? Something. Something like that. A league on side. So top yeah. division French side um, on loan. I think it felt like this was going to happen given he barely featured in, in pre-season with any of the sort of first team players yeah. at all. Um, but I think there, I had a feeling probably before pre-season that he would stick around to January. Um, yeah, I did as well. Just with the Europa League and, and League Cup minutes. So for me, this means we need 
another forward who who's probably first position is is wide, but someone who could play down the middle as well because we're in the five sub era and we got Jesus and Inketia and maybe a little bit of Martinelli, but not really seen too much of that. Do you think numbers wise we're looking a bit short again with with that departure? Or do you yeah. think we can can I just say before we, we get into these ones, mm. speaking of low knees, did you see um the Birmingham City fans chanting USA, USA to Aaron Trusty today? Yeah, apparently <laughs> did well, didn't he? Yeah, apparently started well. And then there was like a clip of Nuno going around. Um in terms mm-hmm. of Balogun, obviously he's going to Rom Rom, I think Rom. Uh I don't know how to pronounce it. He's going there to um replace Hugo Etkite. He's yeah. gone to uh, Paris Saint-Germain. Um, yeah. I don't know if Rams have signed anyone else, um, but they do play with two strikers, is what I've heard. Um, mm. And that's quite interesting. I've seen someone who follows French football quite closely that I follow, and I, I'm sorry because I can't remember exactly who it is. But They don't score a lot of goals there, Rams. He's quite thing. excited about Balogun going into this team this guy who knows French football stuff and he's an Arsenal fan and he said it's a really good move for him. So hopefully, I mean, he might not stick around, but it could raise his value and we nearly lost him for free, didn't we, a year ago? So I think that's positive. Another one you you touched on there then is is Tavares, obviously gone um, on loan since we last spoke to Marseille. I think since the arrival of Zinchenko, that was fully expected and um, again, feels like a, in the shape of Balogun, maybe doesn't have long-term future here, but mm. it's not going to do harm to his value, I don't think. It, he's competing with ex-Arsenal stalwart Serge Kolasinac for the left-back spot in Marseille. <laughs> so should be all right. Hopefully he has a, a progressive year over there, just like uh, William Saliba, and we'll we'll see the rewards one way or another. Another player then that looks very, very close to the exit door is today come out uh, Lucas Torreira, who was so homesick yep. that he's going to Turkey. Yeah, he's going to Turkey for the a Galatasaray. three to four year deal, which mm. uh, I mean, it's, it's pretty good for him. I mean, he had a year left again, but the fee does feel quite low considering he had a pretty good season in, in Syria. Yeah, that one feels lower to me than I expected. Like if you told me that we were getting... What is it? Five and a half million euros up front. I think that's so cheap, isn't it? And mm. he's not on crazy money. I think we were talking. He's probably on between fifty and seventy k a week. Yeah, um, which I suppose, suppose in Serie A terms is a lot, right? But mm. I don't know. This one feels a bit low, but I just, I just think it's another one of those where if a player really wants to go and his agent is hawking him around Europe, including Calatasaray, who mm-hmm. I think. Fenerbahce are one of the clubs in for Mari because they've lost yeah. their centre back to to Napoli um, to replace Kulibali. Um I just think when you have no market, your agents hawking you around. You're not on any of the preseason tours. You're not playing in any of the games. You've made it clear you want to leave. Like the managers made it clear that you can leave. You're going to get loads of like derisory offers, aren't you? Mm. Um, and we talked about in the. I think in our group chat, but I posted it on Twitter as well, talking with Giant Guna, Matt. Mm-hmm. And I I was kind of half uh, like jumping on one point that um, uh, Tim Stillman said on the Arsenal Vision podcast, where he's like, we're not bad at selling, we're just bad at acquiring valuable assets. Uh, I, I, you know, I'm completely butchering that. But, you know, when you've got 
when you've got players like Torreira, Mari, Mustafi, etc., like of course no one wants to buy them. There's no market for them. And then if you add along the point that we've got them on like really big wages, it's very difficult for Arsenal to shift some of these players because you've got like the the double pendulum of evil, I guess, in that like they've not been good for a while. There's not many suitors, and they're on a big wage. Like, how do you shift them? Um, so I'm again like if you're getting 13 14 million combined for Leno and Torreira and we're getting 150k off the wages like I think just do it and get on with it mm. I think that's a key one we're not subsidizing as far as I can see at any of the departures we've just talked about including underlonies I don't believe so that's positive yeah I think as soon as Torreira didn't have his buy clause activated um from his loan deal I believe Fiorentina said that his agent was asking for quite a lot as a sign-on because obviously that's not pre-agreed I don't believe in mm. in a buy option so I wonder if the agent's caused some issues there because you feel like if Fiorentina found out he's going for five six million they'd be back and and do that but maybe that will still happen because it's not um complete but I think foreign foreign players really enjoy Turkey usually don't they they're mm. treated like kind of superstars and gods yeah. out there and but there's I, I only feel a certain... like he's better than going to that league at this moment yeah but, um... I, I agree I agree mm. um and he he clearly really likes Italy like it's clearly his like European home but <sighs> like what can you do right mm. so in terms of what this could do the other way then um well, there's been a lot of talk about Arsenal signing a midfielder this window and it probably needing some departures to happen. Do you think Terreira's departure could activate something there or do you think we need to see a few more bodies, you know, like Maitland-Niles? Or... I don't think we'll do anything until we, we try and get everyone out the door. Mm. And basically what I think will happen is we'll, we'll shift like those two... Mary, Bellerin, ones that just have been, you know, c- clearly earmarked for the for the for the exit door, mm. and then I think Maitland Niles will probably go as well. Um, I then think we'll get to because, like, clearly no one wants Nicola Pepe, right? <laughs> that's you know, mm. we're trying to get Nicola Pepe and Bellerin off the books because that's a quarter million a week basically at the moment. Mm. Um, which is crazy money if you think about Bellerin being on 100, 110, 120, whatever he's on a week and Pepe being 150. I, I think we're basically in a position where we've got to wait until teams get down their like priority lists in terms of players and they've been rejected by a couple or they've lost out on a couple. Like, I don't think that will happen to like PSG, but you can kind of see how, and I saw that they won 4-0 in the... Um, like the the French Cup the other day against mm. Nantes, um, where they basically just have the big three of Neymar, Messi, and Mbappe as their like you know forwards. They then have Mario Cardi, who basically doesn't get a look in. They've got Hugo Kidke who's come in, um, and then they got they have the guy that used to play for the, the is it the Spanish or Portuguese dude the the winger who was on loan at Sporting last season. That, like, they don't actually have that many forwards. And I know they're playing with Wimbecks and Gaultier's new system. So I'm kind of thinking, like, if you're going to go out and get, like, another forward who is basically happy to come in wherever, 
is still going to be on a pretty big salary in, in Paris. I don't think they'd buy him, but maybe they would take him on loan for a year. And mm. I, I think that's kind of where we're at with Nicola Pepe. Like, if you were a sporting director, would you be looking at Nicola Pepe and being like, yeah, I'm going to go try and buy him for like 20 million or whatever? Like, you wouldn't, would you? So I do think it's going to be something like that. And then Bellerin, I think we're a bit, again, Similarly to Torreira, only wants to go one place. Like, nowhere else can convince him, apart from clearly Galatasaray. But I think in <laughs> Bellerin's case, he just only wants Betis and doesn't want anything else. And that's kind of where we're at. And I, I really think he's basically just going to forgo his salary and then go there for free. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it feels that way. But at least some things are moving this week. I think I, I had a fear nothing would really happen till the final week now. Um but it seems like we're starting to shift a few of the numbers, which may help create some room for some new arrivals. I mean, Arteta and Edu have both made no secret that, you know, they've not even said one. They said, they've said there's work to do still coming in. So I think they would ideally probably want, as we talked about last time, those three players, probably a left centre-back, centre midfielder and and a new forward as well. But um, we'll have to wait and see because it's been quite dry on the links this week, hasn't it? But mm. um as we saw with Fabio Vieira, it doesn't doesn't need to be speculated about a lot before things can happen. So we'll, well wait and see. Reporting today that apparently Edu's very much been like, even to the media, we're keeping everything under wraps. We're keeping very everything under the wraps, and mm. I don't know who it will be, but it's a good will... way to get away with doing no work, isn't it? One of <laughs> my boss was like, "What have you been doing this week? I'm keeping I'll everything keep under wraps." <laughs> yeah, I'll reveal it at some point. <laughs> Don't um, worry, I'm working really hard. We we a hundred percent need another forward though. Like if you look at the depth yeah. charts and stuff, like and you know, everyone's kind of thinking about like, oh, who's similar to Rafinha? I again this is gonna people are gonna hate me, but like we do need someone who's kind of like a Richardison. Mm. Someone who can play like all three positions. In fact, like if he was still on the market, which he obviously isn't because he's gone to uh, the cross along, uh, along uh, across the road, that would be kind of a perfect signing. Someone that could play left, right, middle, probably doesn't mind being the third or fourth option at a big club. It's going to be very difficult. And, and obviously, he's also going to cost four. They paid 50 plus 10 for him. It's a lot of money. I think we're going to have to fork out that kind of 40 to 60 million range for a pretty decent winger. Mm. Um, I guess the alternative is like a Paqueta type who could play false nine. He could play out wide. He can play in the left eight. Maybe, you know, Fabio Vieira can play wide. Or is it going to be like, I don't know, a Bernardo Silva type who might be best as a central midfielder or or, or 10 but can play out wide as well like I, I don't think it's going to be someone like a a Riyad Mahrez right which obviously won't be but like a player like that who can only play on the right you know yeah um it's gonna it's gonna be someone who can play across the front I think yeah I think as I said with um Balogun going as well that probably creates uh just someone who can play through the middle because I know Balogun's not not at the level yet to help us really in the Premier League, but just taking the minutes off Jesus and Enketia in the Europa League and, and uh, the League Cup as well, he can no longer do. So I think definitely a body there. I think we might be surprised by a name that comes out. Um, we'll just have to wait and see, really. What, what kind of names do you think could come out? 
I just got a weird feeling on like someone like Trossard. I just because we seem to want a prime age, Premier League ready uh, dribbler who can play the side. And to be fair, Trossard played quite a bit at nine as well in a two sometimes for for Brighton. And I just feel like Arteta. He's not quite done a ten hog in just buying players that he's managed before, but he does like to have recommendations, right? He's you know Le Congo with the Belgium, yeah. Um, previous Man City players, we hear about how it's a big thing for him in, in every signing he's done, and obviously there's the the Belgium link with um, a Trossard, uh, but that's just completely random. I, I have no information that that's happening. But what I mean is, some I think it'll be something. Probably about that level, not not as high as a Rafinha, um, but someone who can improve I'm, our bench. I'm just. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I don't think they'll go that low, quality-wise. Like, I don't think he's a bad player, mm. but he's he's like a one of Brighton's best forward types level. Yeah. And, like, is he going to be any more impactful than... Like I, I basically think well, the alternative like, right now is Marquinhos, and I think he will he would be a lot better than Marquinhos yeah, currently, well, based yeah, on what yeah, I've yeah. seen. Well, I, I guess I think what they're weighing up is like, can we upgrade on Nicola Pepe significantly? That'll be it, right? Because mm. if it's between having to subsidise like eighty thousand a week of Pepe's wages, so he can go to like Sevilla or back to Lille or whatever. And then having to fork out like another thirty million to buy Trossard. Let's say I, I don't know. I don't think he'd be that much, but like hypothetically, I, I think they'll just be like, let's just keep Nicola Pepe. Honestly, mm. I think they would. But I also think there's an element of we've got a very young front three. I mean, Jesus is, is proven to a degree. Saka Martinelli, extremely young. And Katia still very young in terms of senior football minutes. I do feel Smith like he well. wants, yeah, Smith Rowe, really young. Um, Balogun, obviously, was he's gone. But I do feel like he wants someone he can trust in the prime age to add to that group. Um, and I don't think that is a bad idea. For example, Marcus been, Rashford, yeah, no, left on he, his deal. He's quite, um, he's featured quite a lot in pre-season, I think, if yeah. you know. Well, but there was, there I was think, some like random, not links, but loads of Arsenal fans were saying we should just go buy Wilf Saha for a seat, if, like, you know. Yeah. But, you I could mean, do there's... it before Friday, I'd do it just to <laughs> take him out of that game. Well, there's, Memphis Depay has been, like, he's definitely on his way. I mean, I've said that a few times in the chat and been been shot down. I don't know uh, if he's got enough in the, I, I think they want uh a real dribbler in the wide areas that can play out top as well. I don't know if Depay, but maybe. Marcus Turam. I'm just looking at players that have a year left on their deal. Marcus Turam, who has had some pretty bad, uh, has had some bad um, disciplinary issues, hasn't he? He got 
was it Eagles, mm. Eagles spending for six games spitting at someone? Mm. Then you're looking at like, I don't know. Arteta won't want him. Yeah. Ricardo, Justin Clark. I, I think if Zaha was just two years younger or something, he'd, he'd definitely be on the agenda, but he feels like he's just creeping a bit too much. But I would be more, put it this way, I, there's been a lot of links to Cody Gakpo at PSV. I would be more surprised than if we signed him than if we signed Zaha. Really? Mm. Because I think there's, I, been I just, some, there's been some fairly credible links about that, there, hasn't there? There has, and I'm sure we're interested. We're interested in a lot of players. I don't doubt anyone who said that. I mean, Freddie Paxton's come on the show and, and said we've got a lot of interest, but we do watch a lot of players. Um, I just think for the one forward that we might add, I, I'd i be surprised if it was an under 22, 23-year-old. Um, hmm. But we'll see. I have That's complete guesswork. But based on... Harvey Barnes. Well, he's like 25, isn't he? He's like the new Lingard. People think he's 19, but... Well, I'm not... No, I think he's 24. He... He's 25 in the same Yeah. So maybe he fits in my range. Above 23 is what I'm going to hang my hat on. I mean, what about Yannick Carrasco? Two years left. We've been linked with him loads before. Mm. Atletico Madrid always... They always sell random players. Yeah, I think it. I think it will be someone pretty random. Domenico um, Berardi. Oh, getting Italian players is so tricky and annoying. Or Yarzabal at Sociedad. He's been there for a while. Or if we see, we have no idea how Arteta views um, Vieira. I mean, we knew. Yeah, that's very true. We know we went for Rafinha when we already signed Vieira, which gives us a clue that we do still want a wide player. But what I'm suggesting is. Maybe the person we sign is a is more centre forward by Maybe. trade, and Vieira is used in the in the wide areas, like a Neonacho type. Mm. We'll wait and see. We'll what about like? Do you remember when we got linked to Callum Hudson Adoy? I don't think I'd want him. Yeah, there's but been a few, a few people get Wobi back. Well, I to, to, do. You know what? Like the the Trossard thing, I think is not going to happen. I'll tell you why. It's because I saw apparently Newcastle have bid forty million quid for Jack Harrison today. Really? Has been rejected like flat out, and like he's not that good, no. and he's twenty five. Yeah, Brighton would want a lot for Trossard. When I said it, I started to think that you know they, they would tell him because he is he's one of their better players and they're a decent team. Yeah, I don't know his contract situation, but he's just an example of kind of the level and age that I think we'll go for. It's tough, isn't it? Should we should we talk quickly about the before maybe speculating some more? Go see some interesting quotes today by um, by Brendan Rogers on Yuri Tielemans. Mm. So I'll read out what he said because I don't think I've sent it to you. But he said this was from at the Arsenal Guns. So thank you for that uh, tweet. Nice aggregation. <laughs> Rogers on Tielemans. There is that possibility in brackets he leaves, but there has not been anything for him. We haven't had any approaches to the club on that of course is in the back of the mind what that sort of what if scenario but he doesn't want anything to drag on either it's a weird situation isn't it i mean we've been linked isn't it and we've been linked since january uh you know some reputable people have suggested that the deal's sort of there to be done um the player there's even been reports have sort of rejected the likes of man united and things because he kind of sees this as the deal, but there's obviously a reason as to why Arsenal aren't doing it yet. Um, 
maybe to move out other players, maybe to see some situations evolve. Maybe they have got a first choice target ahead of him, you know, like a Paqueta or someone we don't know yet that they're trying for first. Maybe Leicester are demanding much more than they feel they should be for a player with the one year left. But I don't think this bidding war, which looks like is about to come for James Madison, is going to help with Silliman's price tag because... I believe Newcastle have offered 50 million, is it, for, for Madison? I know Spurs are interested as well. So yeah. the higher he goes, our hopes probably of getting Tillemans for something like 20 million um, will probably fade. But the thing is, though, like when we were linked with Madison last year, mm. there were some crazy numbers being banded around. About 70, wasn't it? Yeah, 70 million. I, I will. There is no chance James Madison is going to Newcastle for 70 million. Like, I think he'll go for about 50-ish, 55. And I think that's fairly reasonable for both sides. And mm. actually, I think Leicester will be quite happy with that. I think Leicester's situation is, has changed a bit as well, hasn't it? By the sounds of things. There's, yeah. um, there's a need to sell before they buy. You know, a lot of people have said that. And I just let Madison's got two years left. So mm. rather than three, he's on two now, which is that that time where they know next summer it'll be like a Tillman situation. They'd have to sell him for a lot less. So I can see it happening probably about 55 is my guess. Yeah. And then if they get to what, 25, 30 for Tillman's as well, you're looking at 85 million to go and spend on a couple of central midfielders. Um, mm. Although I don't, I just don't know what the budget issues are with Leicester not a very not in a very good um place financially are they so mm. I, I don't know what will happen I don't know if they'll I, I, you know would Brendan Rodgers leave if he just lost like his entire midfield Fafana's being linked for 70 million or whatever as well yeah Jersey. it's going to be an interesting one isn't it to watch throughout yeah. the season I think if I mean, they I'm start not saying to... they could get relegated but like they could get relegated couldn't they mm, <laughs> I wouldn't go that far no I'm, like they won't actually but I, I can mean, see them think... I could see them outside the top 10. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, we'll see. Let's uh let's focus back on the football because we've got a Premier League game on Friday which is still filling me with fear despite probably having the best pre-season possible. Do you think, Pat? Is there anything that's really worried you from pre-season? I mean, apart from not being able to see Smith Rovera, Tommy Asin, yeah. a bit more Fair. not really I guess maybe ugh, I mean, this has been a lot on Twitter but like Matt Turner not looking particularly amazing mm. I, I guess actually my one worry is um, seeing a couple of those friendlies where Pablo Marie and Holding were at the back where Raw Waters at 17 looked the most competent in a back three out of all three of them and it just actually made me a bit scared of uh, injuries but th- see that had like probably the opposite effects on me because then when really? we saw the difference with Saliba, Gabriel White, it made me think, well, look how far we have moved on because holding a Marie shouldn't touch the Premier League almost at all unless we have a terrible injury crisis. And we were having to play both of them in the Premier League, you know, a fair few appearances over the last couple of seasons. So that shows me the level we've moved moved up from, especially technically building from the back. Really excited about that. I'm really curious to see with the likes of Jesus and Zinchenko with their experience, whether we can dominate that game against Palace with all that atmosphere and all that attention um, and expectation now 
on Arsenal. Can that change? And Saliba plays like he's 32 from what we've seen so far, a heavily experienced player. So I'm really excited to see if we can can dominate games more than we did last season. My one concern probably for Friday is the wide players against our fullbacks because I think both Zinchenko and White in 1v1s against pace had a couple of shaky moments even even in pre-season. Um, and I just think that's probably Palace's strengths, isn't it? They've got some excellent transition players um, in those areas. So if we don't win the game, if we lose the game, that's where I can see us, I don't know, hauling someone down, getting a fifth-minute red card. You can see it now, can't you? First day of the season. Gary Neville jumping all over Arsenal. Is was, this the strategy? I was No, I was cycling today and I was thinking like, wow, like we're pressing so high. I, if I could pe- place a bet on like centre-backs, what teams have sent teams, like defenders from teams to get the most red cards, I reckon we'd be, we'd be up there. Because you mm. can just see it, can't you? Um, yeah. Y- y- you can absolutely just see it. I feel like I trust Saliba already more <laughs> in that department. And Gabriel. Yeah, because you know, yeah, Gabriel do, yeah. is probably does the best things and the worst things out of those three. Didn't he? He's capable of absolutely dominating and, and playing unbelievable, um, winning everything in the air on the floor. And then he is capable of, and all it takes, you know, all this preparation, all it takes is one little moment and the game can completely change. And, it's up to Arsenal to stand up now and show all this, you know, investment in the team, all this preparation, all this coaching. They're men now, um, and we've got a. It's a real test on Friday, and I think if we can come through that, I think that's massive, especially yeah. with the four games that follow. I I don't uh, I I don't want to make an excuse, and I'm not saying we shouldn't go out there and win. I do think Arsenal, considering how prepared they are like the vengeance needed from last seed and et cetera. I think considering they haven't, they only lost four games at home last season. It's going to be a big, big, big ask, isn't it? It's mm. going to be a tough game. Definitely. I think, uh, you know, a point in this game, if you're going well throughout the season is, is not a bad result at all. The, the problem is it's the first game. It's the game after all the expectation. Mm. And I feel like there will be a bit of, you know, deflated atmosphere and in the Twitter sphere anyway, if we weren't to get all three points. But, you know, we've got to take each game as it comes. They all present different scenarios. We've talked very negatively there, but Palace could get a red card after five minutes. Um, yeah. You know, we've got much more pace than we did now going forward. We're likely to have a Martinelli, Jesus, Saka front three. You know, there's every chance they lose a man or give away a penalty early on and, and we can take control of the game from there. But, we must remember that every Premier League game has its own story and it's not like pre-season. Um, but I am excited for the season. So am I. So am I. I was just having a look. Um, Emmanuel Dennis and <laughs> Ishmael Estar still play for Watford, which is... Yeah. I did, yeah. when you asked me for a name, I nearly said Dennis because we were linked to him quite a lot before he came to Watford. Mm. He only can play both sides. Or through the middle. Um, I mean, just looking at some of Palace's 
preseason games in terms of how they've lined up uh joel ward anderson guahi mitchell guaita basically the same as last season at the back they obviously don't have um conor gallagher anymore who looked pretty bad against us in the in the friendly and then it's uh are you as a zaha behind like either edward or uh mateta who were all pretty handy then they've got will hughes mihailovic not playing Elise over AU yet. Uh, not yet. Didn't AU get his first goal in like five years against us last year? Yeah, I mean, he'll do the same on Friday, won't he? Well, it'll be someone else who hasn't scored five years, maybe <laughs> Guaita. It'll be like Will Hughes' first ever goal. Yeah. Or Will Hughes will become, will become like the blondest player to ever score a Premier League goal. Just like another record against Arsenal, you know? Mm-hmm. Or Benteke, hat-trick, something like that, you know? Is he still there? He is, yeah. Mateta, they got Eduardo is done quite well in preseason as well, I think. Yeah. It won't be easy, but no. um hoping we can get it done. Mm. My final question on that game is uh who are you I most gonna... gone? I was gonna say you could ask me if I take a draw. <laughs> <laughs> no, but would you? Does it, it depend this, on how we draw? Put it this way, I'd take thirteen points out of fifteen to start the season off. One hundred percent. Yeah. And as as presentable as those next four fixtures look, you never know in the Premier League. Again, you could have something go wrong for you early on. But um so you wouldn't like to draw the first one and, and depend on that. But yeah, I think people no matter what happens, we need to evaluate over a good few games before yeah. we we all start to melt down after such a high um from yeah. this preseason. From all these preseason rompings, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, what was your question going to be? My question was going to be, back to the transfer thing a little bit, Martinelli, um, because we kind of, uh, Smith Rowe has been out the team, um, injured, and I think there's a big worry there for, for how much he can contribute consistently for us. With this new forward, would you be looking for, because you kind of shrugged at the Trossard quality, would you be looking for a player to... <laughs> start over Martinelli because there was a lot of feeling that if we were signing Rafinha he was going to have to be starting from the left and people were trying to work out how that was going to work but Martinelli has I won't say responded because I don't think he's necessarily um, follows all the transfer stuff but I'm sure he was aware of Arsenal's interest in Rafinha and he, he's had a very good preseason. he's been quite inconsistent I would say in the last last season or so. Hmm. Do you think we should be giving him the platform or do you think we should be signing a sort of first team player on that left to, to really push him because there'd still be plenty of minutes for him? Um, like, is your transfer target a versatile forward that can cover everyone or is it a left winger who can play? I think, personally, I think the dribbling thing... I think we're over-indexing the the dribbling thing. I think it's got to be someone who presses well. Hmm. It's got to be, again, I hate to go back to Richarlison, but like, if I think about the type of forward, the qualities of the type of forward, can play all three positions, presses well, is annoying to play against and like harasses players, can hold up the ball well, is fast, is powerful. I... I, I <sighs> I, I, I don't think... I think it's a forward, not a winger, if that makes sense. Do you know mm. what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm not sure who it's going to be, but 
I, I just think it's got to be someone who can play all three positions um, fairly competently mm. and and press. Yeah. Well, we'll see. My last question, top three goal scorers, Premier League only for Arsenal this season. Jesus, Saka, and I'll go for Martinelli. Mm. I think it's quite, quite easy on that one, isn't it? Mm. Who would who would else would be in the shout? New player. <laughs> what? Yeah. Um, I oh, think oh, new forward. I think if we don't get, uh, yeah, I meant new forward as a joke. If we don't get a new forward and it's Pepe that we stick with, <laughs> I think Enketia could get third because yeah. I think he'd be first sub. But that was my thinking as well. Every week, and he would be first sub if there's any injury to start. I think he'd start on the left. I think he'd start. Uh, he'd start on the left at the beginning. Well, it depends on Smith Rowe, yeah. Also yeah. Vieira as well. I don't know how he's going to line up. Um, could he play on the left? Mm. Could, I don't know, yeah, I know. Some real weird things could happen, couldn't they? Mm. Yeah, so I'd maybe disagree with Martinelli and Ketty. I hope it's Martinelli. I hope he explodes. I think there's a, there's a good chance. On that, I'm going to ask you to pick one surprise player that currently is going to far exceed the expectations we have and then one who you think is going to uh, do the opposite. Fabio Vieira, because I quite like him. To get to exceed yeah, just because I don't think the expectations are particularly high there, because mm-hmm. and not do as well. It's hard when everything's positive. It's hard to. That's a really hard one. Um, I'm struggling. Yeah. Well, my. Let's go to my uh, do better then. I think Saliba is going to do unbelievable, but I think everyone loves him. So it's hard to sort of say that from now. Uh, I hope Lukonga has a big season. Yeah. But I think that really depends on if we do anything else in midfield. Um, And he will need an injury to sort of break for him. I'm going to go Rob Holding. <laughs> but what, what, to underperform? No, to overperform. <laughs> no, I don't know. I think every, the stocks are so high and everyone right maybe now. Maybe under, underperform, maybe Tommy Asu. Or actually maybe Tierney. Yeah. I, I actually, I'm actually going to go for Tierney and I'll tell you why. I think the way that we play with this kind of 2-3-5 build-up, mm. I struggle to see how Tierney does that competently. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. if he's forced to do that, I think he could have some really awkward moments. Mm. I love him, but I'm going to go for my my uh, underperform. It might be white, you know. I thought you were going to say Bakaya Saka, which would have been blasphemy. <laughs> it might be white, only because I think if he does struggle a little bit on that right and Tommy Asu comes back fully fit, I think it's going to be hard for Saliba to be out of the team if he keeps performing oh, as he has. I don't. I think there's obviously like Arteta doesn't want to give him. He do, he wants to keep him on his toes, right, mm. Saliba? Because I think basically the way I read it is he came in, he thought he was the man, 
and he says it in an interview doesn't he where he's like i got a big slap in the face when i got put in the reserves mm. and you can see the way he is around all the arsenal players now and like on the pitch that like he seems that he wants to do his job and prove everyone wrong prove arteta wrong and also wants to be humble at the same time mm. and i i bet you arteta is trying his hardest not to be like listen you're fucking unreal because <laughs> he just is isn't he he's just mm. so good and but deep down he must be thinking wow like i've literally it, it, you know finally alone feels like a new signing because it's just literally like a player who yeah. comes in and allows you to do exactly what he's wanted to do for the last couple of years Mm. Um, but instead of having Soc- like instead of having Socrates at right back, Mustafi and David Luiz at centre back, you've got <laughs> you've got Silly Print Gabriel and then Ben White, um, Tommy Asu can play there as well. So mm. he must be thinking this guy's never leaving the team. Yeah, and I mean I I think White's a great player and I think he can play a lot of positions and different systems and really help us. I just think. In our absolute strongest all fit eleven, hopefully Tommy Asu proves he can be regularly really fit. I think he's an outstanding right back, and I think Saliba is going to be really hard to drop. As as we saw when Marte, he wasn't even their player, and I think he played pretty much every minute in every competition. So he's a player that you start to build yeah. and settle around. Yeah, coaches play Saliba a lot. Yeah, like go look at basically since he's come into the team at 17 of any mm. team just doesn't get dropped because he just is so, so good. Let's hope he passes his first test. He's going to have some difficult tests at Palace. He's got fast runners out wide. He's got physical forward, whether it's Mateta, Edouard, whenever I think, Whenever I think of being scared about those players, I just think about like, at least it's not Cedric holding Mary against those players. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I kind of think, I was thinking about that. I was like, oh, you know what? If like Zaha gets in between Saliba and Ben White. And I was just like, well, actually, Saliba's been in a league where he's had to play against like Neymar and Bappe and Messi, mm. right? Like, he's played against some good players. Um, and hopefully, hopefully he can stand up to the test. But let's I think the, the one thing that the data shows he's not great at is, is aerial duels. Yeah which yeah. obviously could be a challenge. Um, but that's where he needs Gabriel because he, he really excels in that area. So, yeah, there's lots of potential scenarios on Friday, but uh, let's hope it goes well. And next time we talk, um, hopefully we've we've kicked off the Premier League with three points because that would be oh, please. a fantastic start. I will be somewhere in the Albafira Old Town, probably with fans of different Arsenal a different Arsenal, different Premier League clubs around. But uh, I'll be doing my best to not go crazy if we don't win. Um, <laughs> I don't like I I don't like watching Arsenal games in public at all. Would I don't you, like you, watching them with friends. Would you take anything. a Would you take a draw? I think it depends how the draw goes. If if it's a hang on draw, and the narrative is very much, you know, Palace knocking on the door the whole time and Ramsdale. If we dominate, you know, a bit like City did when they drew there, you know, we dominate, we miss a couple of big chances, but we can see it's... Keep some XG in our pocket. Yeah. <laughs> you know, win on XG. At the end of the day, a point's more than we got last season. Um, we only got one point against Palace the entire season last year, so... Yeah. 
Home and away. Need to do better there. Yeah, I think, yeah, that's another side to it, isn't it? Arteta hasn't matched up well against this side Mm. a couple of times now. Even at home where we were incredibly strong, we scored a last-minute equaliser. That we nearly lost both games. So I think people are underestimating that factor because matchups, when it's the same managers and, and players, very mm. similar players, they do matter. We've seen some trends in that even last year with our results. So, yeah, I wouldn't like to say I would right now because one is so far away from three, isn't it? <laughs> Quite close I, to zero. I wouldn't. So. I'm going to stick my neck out and say I wouldn't. No way. If it was a score draw and you got two points like you do in some five-a-side, <laughs> then maybe I'd take that. But I'll say no for now. I think it's worth the gamble of of none to three um, and how much just momentum that would give us if we were to start with three. I think mm, it would be, it'd it be would amazing, be wouldn't it? Yeah, definitely. Right. I think we'll wrap it up there because I've got some packing to do and I know you're desperate to get away and watch the Love Island final. I am. I am, yeah. I'm nine minutes late for it, which is going. Yes. Sorry. Sorry to make you late. Um <laughs> So uh, just a reminder to join our Fantasy Football League. Uh, you can find the details at Fresh Arsenal Pod on Twitter. Look out for us on the BBC Arsenal page tomorrow. I've written the first entry that's going to go live tomorrow. So have a look at what I have to say um, about the talking point this week. Make sure you pause on the entry for a while to get that screen time up for us. We appreciate it. Please subscribe if you've not already. Hopefully you'll have by now. I think we're approaching episode 50, Pat. I felt like we should wow. get a special guest or do something nice. For... Maybe the special guest can be JB, Tony. Yeah, I was going to say that. <laughs> Imagine if we've got JB and Carl. Wow. That would episode be 50. I think it's we should. even possible. We'll try. We'll try. We'll try our best. But thank you very much for joining us again. We will talk to you at some point next week. As I say, I'm flying back on Tuesday. Probably unlikely that we'll get JB to, to help Pat get an episode out. <laughs> without we'll me see. let's be honest we'll try and see if we can do something on the monday but definitely something before our second game which is is it bournemouth uh, no, leicester at home uh, leicester yeah, at home leicester then at home. bournemouth away so we'll yeah. we'll get a, another episode out before leicester at home and obviously to react to to the palace game as well so mm. thank you very much for joining us pat no worries pleasure as always good stuff we'll see you on the next one Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.